Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. You know, when you go through tough times like this, maybe it makes you a better team. You know, for Connor and for Dreisaitl, those guys have had uh, nice careers and they've hit a little bump in the road and it's going to make them better, it's going to make them stronger, and it's going to make them great people. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Malalu. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Old man, look at my life. I'm a lot like you were. Old man, look at my life. I'm a lot like you Yes, we open with old man. That one goes out to Bob Stoffer. Happy birthday, big guy. Bob Stoffer will join us here shortly on Oilers Now. Brendan Ulrich in the uh, big chair today. Oilers Now, as always, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Chet uses Digitex for their copiers and printers, and the service is excellent. Lots to get to off the hop here but I can tell you that you can call us on our program today at 105 on our Oilers Now hotline at 780-496-0063 brought to you by Larry the Cable Guy on April 14th live at the River Cree Resort and Casino tickets at Ticketmaster email us oilersnow at 630ched.com you can text us at 630-630 brought to you by Westlock Ford if you're looking for a new vehicle go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford or check out their great selection at Westlock Westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. We're on Twitter at Oilers Now. Every Tuesday on Oilers Now, it's Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta HRA. Live thoroughbred racing returns to North Lions Park May 5th. Dave Campbell here as well. We'll bring him here in shortly. Uh, but last night, We'll start there. Not good for the Oilers. It started out pretty good though with uh, a highlight in the early going. 
Deep turnover by Bobrovsky. Centering pass. One-timer score. And there it is. 100 points for Connor McDavid. Bobrovsky the error. And Ryan Nugent Hopkins deposits his 22nd of the year. He won't get an easier win. And Connor McDavid has hit the century mark for the second consecutive year. The first time that's been done in the NHL in eight seasons. So congrats to McDavid on point 100. He also scored his uh, 40th goal of the season last night. But that was about the only highlight for the Oilers. As after that, they completely forgot how to play defense. It was uh, ugly. Artemi Panarin was out there with the puck on a string all night long. He couldn't be touched at all. Uh, it was a shooting range. Thomas Vanek, a hat-trick last night. The slot was wide open for the taking the entire game. And uh, the Blue Jackets would score seven unanswered. They scored three in uh, the first to tie the game, and then they struck early in the second period the go-ahead goal. Here's uh, Jack and Bob with a breakdown on that one. In support is Boone Jenner. Jenner and Murray, by the way, credited with assists on Vanek's first of two goals. A backdoor feed by Jenner to Vanek around one man. Vanek gave it back and fanning on the one-timer and then clubbing it home. This. Jenner got it back and smacked it out of midair. And Columbus has taken its first lead of the night on Jenner's 12th. It's 4-3. to three. This has been an absolutely brutal stretch for Edmonton through the third period against Anaheim. And the first period in the first minute 38 of the second period here against Columbus. The Oilers, can't, they've got defensemen that cannot get the puck out of their own zone. You've got teams selling out on the forecheck. The play is never, never dead in Edmonton's end. Guys need to simplify and get, they've simplified their power play. They need to simplify defensively and return to core principles because right now, fundamentally, they're getting destroyed. You know what? Couldn't have said it better myself. That was clearly the biggest issue for the Oilers last night. The Blue Jackets were working hard. They were on every puck, and uh, the Oilers just couldn't get out, get out of their own end at all. Led to seven unanswered goals. So it was ugly last night. I mean, the Oilers, for the most part, had been playing better defense, but they did give up five against Anaheim, seven last night, and uh, they need to get back to what they were doing on that road trip. So, you look at the roster right now, it is what it is on the back end with uh, Clefbaum out. Sekera clearly hobbled. He was, uh, he had a tough night, fair to say. Uh, a lot of the other D had tough nights as well. Uh, Adam Larson had this to say about uh, the Oilers' defense last night. Obviously, we got the start we wanted, up 3 nothing, and then I don't know what happened. They're, they're a good team. They're, they're working hard, but I thought we... Our defensive game today was uh, not even close to where it has to be. Not even close to where it has to be, said Adam Larson after the game. Todd McClellan after the game last night. I thought we were fortunate to be up 3-0. Um, not the fact that we scored the goals, the fact that they didn't get any earlier than that. They were probably better than us early. And uh, they were better than us all night. And um, they valued... Uh, the defensive side, the checking side, a lot more than the, the team wearing orange. And when you play a team of that caliber, that quality, and you don't uh, give each other what you need on the defensive side of the puck, you, you have no chance of winning. And it, it's something we've got to solve here. Um, I think we're at 250 goals against right now, and that's never, ever going to be a playoff number in any year, no matter 
who we bring in, who we send out, how we make line combinations. It just isn't. And, um, you know, last year we got in at 212. We were looking to trim that off a little bit, and we're at 250 right now. So we've got some work to do, and we've got to make some decisions uh, in the locker room, whether it's important or not. So that's a telling a clip from Tom McWellen there at 250 already at just 212 last season. Some of it's been the goaltending, but lately, last night, I wouldn't blame the goaltending at all. I mean, it was a shooting range out there. The Blue Jackets could have scored 10 on the Oilers last night with the way they were uh, defending in their own end. I mean, Thomas Vanek looked like a superstar last night. A good player. Um, but, wow, he could have had four. He had a goal post as well. He was flying. He can shoot the puck. They had the 30th ranked power play, and they were whipping the puck around like Globe, like the Harlem Globetrotters out there last night. They looked pretty good. I know the, the Blue Jackets are red hot right now. It was just maybe a bad uh, matchup for the Oilers in terms of the way they were playing. But you look at what the Oilers did last night, and overall this season, early in the season at least, that was uh, the trend early, is giving up too many goals, struggling defensively, and uh, they struggled again last night. Two more quick things I wanted to hit on before we bring in Bob Stoffer. Um, finding a winger for a dry settle, because McDavid and... Uh, you know, Nugent Hopkins continue to click. I know they struggled defensively last night, but they did, uh, you know, McDavid had three points. They were minus on the night. They were on the ice for all three goals against uh, in the first period. So they did struggle defensively a bit. But uh, for the most part, I think they've passed the test together. Nugent Hopkins has 12 points now in 10 games with McDavid. So... When it comes to finding a winger for Drysdale, I had this crazy thought this morning after watching Thomas Vanek last night. And I know Reed Wilkins is likely, uh, if he's listening right now, he pre- actually he's not listening because he's at practice with the others right now, likely in the dressing room. But if he was listening right now, he'd be uh, screaming at the radio. But you look at Thomas Vanek last night, what if he was on the Oilers this season? He's a right winger. Um... He played good with Besser in Vancouver prior to being traded with to Columbus. Now he's looking pretty good with Wenberg and Jenner on that line. I mean, that line's looking really, really good right now. You look at the options out there in free agency. JVR, Neil, Kane, Kovalchuk, Perron, Nash, all those guys are going to cost you a lot. I don't think the Oilers can afford any of those guys. I don't think Perron would want to come back either. JVR, the, the, seasons, the season that he's having, he's going to cost a lot. Neil, maybe he just stays in Vegas. Evander Kane's out there. Maybe he stays in San Jose the way he's going. So there's not a lot of options. You look at Thomas Vanek right now, you could likely sign him to a cheap deal. Or are we a year past that? Should the Oilers have done this last offseason? Just a crazy thought. But he plays well with skilled players. And perhaps he would be that stopgap type guy, veteran for the Oilers next season on the right side, until Poli Arby can grab it, until Yamamoto can grab it. Maybe he's an option. Dave, am I crazy? You want Thomas rental player Vanek? <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. It is sort of like a rental. He's a stopgap. He would, I don't well, know. He's okay on the power play. He can shoot the puck. Well, and I, I think... Maybe I'm just... Uh, well... Maybe my judgment is blurred after watching him last night because he looked like a superstar last night. I mean, I don't know if it's Thomas Vanek, if he's the answer, but I think you're on to something. That if the Oilers don't have a viable option for the... Uh, for, uh, you know, a right-wing option for Dreisaitl, then you have to find a stopgap. I think that's the, yeah. the, the best term that you could use. Stopgap. Is Pooley Harvey going to be ready? You know, is, is it Aberg? Is it, you know, who is it? 
And if they do, if they can't find him, maybe you, you plug in a Wiley veteran for for a time. You wanted Redeem Verbata here last year. I know well, that. I'm just thinking of options. Yeah, but like, no, you know, know they don't have many options on the right side for yeah. sure. So I don't see any harm in it. Like you said, you could always trade them in season. There are teams out there that like bringing them in. Uh, maybe he wears out his welcome after a little while. But, uh, you know, you watch what we did last night. I think he would be okay with skilled players. So maybe I'm crazy. By the way, a quick update. We'll talk about more about that uh, at 105. You can text or call us if you want to chime in on the perfect winger next season for uh, Leon Dreisaitl on that second line. And that's, uh, of course, pending, saying that Nugent Hopkins will be playing with McDavid next season. A quick update. The NHL says linesman uh, Steve Barton, who, of course, uh, was stretchered off uh, early in the game last night. He was feeling much better this morning. He's been released and is flying home. So that's uh, good news after a scary incident last night at Rogers Place. All right. Bob Stoffer is on the phone, the birthday boy. We bring him aboard right now. Bob, happy birthday. Thank you, Brendan. How are you? I'm okay. I'm sure, uh, you know, you're you're older on the calendar, but uh, after last night's game, I'm sure you're feeling a little bit older uh, based on that, considering all the things that uh, go in with your birthday today. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but you know what? At the end of the day, we're still talking about hockey for a living. There's guys out there, Brendan, that have real jobs that have got to deal with weather conditions outside. and So even when it's bad, it's still pretty good. Uh, you know, for the fans, I mean, that's, that's a frustrating experience on fan appreciation night in that building. And, uh, I, I mean, I, was, I wasn't perturbed. I mean, I was frustrated watching in the Oilers' current configuration. And, you know, there's, for me, there's a, a couple statistical barometers I use to gauge the, the real effectiveness of defensemen and forwards. If a D-man plays 22 minutes or more, he's a pretty important defenseman. And uh, the owners have lost Clefbaum, and he's playing 22.50. They shut him down. Uh, Nugent Hopkins is now up to 18 minutes. That's the cutting point for me. I, well, you've seen my uh, book that I do for every game, and I put in orange the bottom right corner of each player's bio. Uh, any defenseman over 22 minutes and any uh, forward over 18. So you take uh, Clefbaum out, even though he had a very difficult year. He's actually pretty good the final three and a half, four months. You, take, you shut him down, and you wouldn't have shut him down if your team was going for it, but you, you elect to shut him down, and now you're in a position where, you know, you got Nurse and Larson. It's interesting. You ran the clip from Larson because you know which defenseman was even in last night's game in a game in which Edmonton gave up seven even-strength goals against Yeah, Larson. Yeah. Right? So He had ten hits, I, I think, too, last night. So, Like, like he's he's pretty good. He's a pretty, he is what he is. He's a pretty good defensive defenseman. Uh, Nurse has had, in my opinion, I mean, he had a terrific stretch just before we went into the TBA mandated uh, bye week. I don't know if he's been a lead offensively. You know, I don't know if he'll ever be a lead offensively, but he certainly has fought the puck a bit. But he's playing with Larson, and the owners can keep their head above water if that period. But both guys will stop the cycle, and Nurse also. Uh, is the easiest guy to gain zone entry on. Unfortunately, with the other two pairings right now, uh, Russell, as we know, backs in defensively and does block shots, gives you a heart and character, but his challenge to, you know, has to use his intelligence and wit to stop cycles. And then you have Ethan Bear. And Ethan Bear is a work in progress. He has an offensive dimension. He can move the puck, but the defensive side of the game is still a challenge for him, and he's learning. And then Sekra is a shadow of himself. Last season, 
Uh, and then Matt Benning has got decent plus-minus numbers, but has not necessarily progressed. And combined with, uh, I, I'd say progressed substantially. So combined with Sakura, that those final two pairings are, are when they get pushed against good teams. And Brendan, that's the other part of the equation here. Anaheim and, and Columbus, you know, those teams made additions at the deadline. Edmonton had some tractions, and that's what happens. Your team isn't as good in the final 15 or 18 games on paper. Uh, but, you, you know, the Oilers got some wins against the bad teams, and they've been challenged against the good teams, and they haven't been able to handle a step more. Check Boston did it to them. Anaheim did it in third. And then yesterday, Columbus did it all again. So, unfortunately, that one was the ugliest last night. I mean, first time they've given up seven goals. I'm trying to think when the last time they gave up seven in a game. Might have been all the way back to 2014 when they gave up eight against Calgary. So, uh, it was an ugly night. Uh, I felt for the fans on fan appreciation night. And they did build up a false, you know, they totally built up a false 3 nothing lead, Brendan. I mean, they didn't deserve to be out front 3 nothing, but they were. So, it was kind of a strange hockey game. But in the end, the Oilers got what they deserved. They deserved to get drilled, and they got drilled. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so McFarlane after the game, Bob, said they're already at 250 goals against. They were at 212 yeah. last season. Looking at the roster right now, based on what they, they will have next season, can they get back to 212 goals against or around that number to get back to the playoffs? They need Clefbaum to be the Clefbaum that he was two years ago. And uh, they got to hope that Sekra has an unbelievable off-season training and he can get back. And I still think they need another right shot. I guess in theory they could play Sekra and Russell as a, as a pairing. Um, I think they might need a right shot puck mover, so they might. They've got, by my count, four left. Like, if I've got six guys on the team next year, unless they do something. Four of them are left shots. We know who they are. Nurse, left bomb. I wouldn't move either of those two guys. I wouldn't move Larson on the right side. Uh, then you have Sekra, and then you have Russell, both lefties, and then you have Benning, uh, who's a righty. So Benning and Nurse are, need to be qualified. I think Nurse is going to bridge deal. Benning gets qualified. There's your 68. Is that good enough? I think you can have that debate as to whether it was good enough two years ago. It hasn't been good enough this year. Well, the other question is, that is there enough offense on that blue line? You look at Columbus last night, Bob, the way they moved the puck from the back end, yep. and uh, you sort of wonder what some of the forwards like McDavid and Drysdale, the numbers they could put up if they had D-man like that on the back end moving the puck. Well, the other thing is they can't finish plays off. Like they, they gain zone entry and they get offensive cycles going and the puck comes back to the point and not enough to get through. And you know, and I, I think Benning's got more offense to give. Obviously, Clefbaum could have a way better offense. I mean, he had 12 goals, 38 points. The, the, the one where they have to have serious discussions on Sekra. I mean, he's 32 years of age. Um, he's had good offense, offensive seasons, and then had poor seasons and bounced back. So, but that is a fair debate. Do they have enough offense? I'd say right now, no. And you, you know, I, I'll, they, they've beaten the bad teams, and they got taken to school in the last couple games at home third period against Anaheim. Pretty good team. Columbus is a good team playing a lot of confidence right now. 4-12 and 12 at home against the East. Like, to me, that's a sign that there's an engagement level with similar players. That they're, they're able to, I, I think they play better against teams in the West. And part of it is because some of their heavier horses have been more, you know, more engaged. I mean, Lucic and Cassian, Cassian coming back from injury. Those guys were quiet up front as well. So, 
the good news is for the Oilers, it was they were all in it together. I mean, the goaltender could have sued for non-support. I felt bad for Cam Talbot. Uh, but they're all in it together. They got to wear it all. And now they got to play two games against Vancouver and Calgary to start. These are main rivals of, them, uh, of theirs. They're not better on paper than Edmonton, and there's no excuse for the Oilers not to be engaged and ready to go right from the get-go. Before we let you go, Bob, let me ask you this. What do you think about uh, Thomas Vanek as a player? He's been on eight teams in the last four years, Brendan. <laughs> There's a reason why that's yeah. the case. You know, um, I get your point. Frankly, and it's not a sexy solution, especially after the game last night, but I'd rather see Ratty get that opportunity on a one-way deal than Vanek and see if maybe Ratty can continue to progress a little. Uh, I, I think ultimately Yamamoto's going to be on the team at some point next season. Um, yeah, you I say at some point, so that's why I look at Vanek, and maybe he's a stopgap type guy. Someone like that. Maybe it's not Vanek, but someone like that. So I'm saying Ratty, a guy 10 years younger, less proven, but a guy who's got a little bit of, you know a little bit about, he's going to, I think about Vanek, you know, I don't know Vanek personally. I mean, he's, there has to be a reason why a guy like that moves around so much. Uh, he helped be Besser, though. That's the thing. And then you look at what he's doing with Wenberg right now. Wenberg's all of a sudden picking up his game with Vanek. So I, I just, I don't and, know. I was and, just thinking and, maybe and, it's a crazy thought. It's not. You know what? There's no... When your team's 22nd, 23rd, and struggling a bit, there's no crazy ideas. All I would say is, I think by next year, Paul Yarby maybe starts in the third line, but he's got to be a full-time top six player. And, and the thing about Yamamoto is the guys like him. They, they know he's smart, so it's just a matter, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when with him. In Paul Yarby's case, he's he's going to be a slower build, and I get it as a say you can't have those two guys as the top two right wings, but I would go, I would, I, I would go for a different type of player than Maddox myself. I'd give Ratty a short-term situation at a, on a one-way deal, and uh, and then maybe look at adding a different, I think they need a right-shot guy that can win some face-offs too. And I gotta push Strom. Like Strom's gotta give him more too in that three hole. Like he's gotta, he's gotta work harder on a shot one time in box, and then he's gotta work harder in the circle. Bob, we'll leave it at that. Uh, I know you need to get catch a plane. So uh, happy birthday, and uh, hopefully the Oilers uh, get you a win tomorrow. We we went the whole time without talking about the fact that Nugent Hopkins has got twelve points in ten games in his last twelve. <laughs> but David, we got a well. We've been talking about night. that a lot. I'm just busting you. Have fun today. Yes, I will. I'll read your tweet at some point uh, during the show. That's a... Sure. That's a... Take care. That's Bob Stoffer, regular host of the program. Let's get to that quick uh, tweet right now. I know we've been talking a lot about Nuge. I think uh, it's safe to say that's a a solution for the Oilers. Nuge and McDavid together next season. Uh, Bob tweeted out, Nugent Hopkins has five goals, seven assists, uh, 12 points, plus 12 in his last 10 games. Has proven to be a legit option as 97's left wing. He's been a pro throughout his Oilers tenure, respected by his teammates for being uh, selfless. Gives coaches options. Defense, or definite keeper rather, in my opinion, moving forward. That's from Bob Stoffer. I think all other fans would agree with that right now. So I was looking at who would be a good option for Leon Drysaddle next season. And we'll get to that at 105 uh, with your options. Yes, I threw out Vanek. Maybe I'm crazy. Just an option. I'm looking at the UFA market. Not a lot out there. I know I would rather have Neil, Kane, these guys. But 
Kovalchuk. I just don't think it's possible for the Oilers to go out and sign any of those guys unless they're willing to take a big time discount. 12:27 in Edmonton. We'll take a time out. When we come back, we'll be joined by Craig Simpson from Hockey Night in Canada. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca.